I personally believe it is appropriate to be prudent, but to come to a grinding halt and not move one way or the other because of uncertainty would be a crying shame. And the reality is there is always something to worry about. So getting comfortable with change and being able to flex and bend with it is the name of the game. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Well, hello, hello, renovators. It's Bernadette, and I'm recording this week's episode in the car while driving to Newcastle. So I'm going to apologise in advance for the quality of the sound, but it's very appropriate for the topic of this episode. So what I'm going to be talking about is the shifts and the adjustments that are needed in order to appropriately respond to the changes in the market and in our mode of operating with regard to the pandemic and what that havoc it has created. Now, I have noticed that there have been lots of comments and questions in the many Facebook groups that I am a part of, expressing concern around the availability of trades, sourcing property, the changes that APRA is now bringing in, and what that means for investors and renovators. So I felt it was an appropriate time to have a discussion about the topic. Now, some people not comfortable with change, others flourish in it. And, you know, like often I hear renovators saying, well, I'm not going to do anything because I just don't know where things are going to go. So I'm going to adopt a wait and see attitude. And I personally believe it is appropriate to be prudent, but to come to a grinding halt and not move one way or the other because the ground is shifting for want of a better expression. If you are relying on income from your renovating is not going to get you the outcome that you want. And I believe that with great change comes great opportunity. And so our job is to one, make sure that we manage the risk, but two, to look for the opportunity. And as a result, we have had some extraordinary outcomes within our community, women that are really achieving great results in terms of profit and also, you know, creating beautiful renovations and living their dream. And so to put that on hold because of uncertainty would be a crying shame. And the reality is, there is always something to worry about. So getting comfortable with change and being able to flex and bend with it is the name of the game. And so there have probably been two to three main issues. So the first one has been the fact that the uncertainty in the market. Firstly, we didn't know how the market would respond to the lockdowns. You know, I'm going back two years and we're expecting a drop in property prices. But in reality, they went exactly the other way and have skyrocketed. We have had 
the greatest growth that I've seen in my lifetime in the last 12 months. And that creates challenges for, for renovators in particular, because you need to be able to buy well in order to make a profit on your renovation. And if you don't, then you're sunk from day one. So that's critical. The second issue has been the availability of labour, as in skilled labour and unskilled labour. So there's been a huge shortage of that. And the third issue has been the shortage of materials, in particular timber, but basically everything and the unreliability of materials. So that has also created challenges. So what I'm going to be walking you through is how we have approached that and uh, in the hope that you will pick up some tips to help you to continue to function confidently despite the ground moving under your feet. Okay, so let's talk about sourcing property. When the prices are going crazy, things are selling within the day and basically it's a bit of a nightmare. So the first thing is that the same rules apply as always. The key skill for a renovator is to be organised. So before you even start looking for the property, make sure that you're organised. Make sure that you've already got pre-approval so you are set to go and you can move quickly. Now, of course, you know, in a lot of instances, uh, being able to source a property has been required, you know, signing a organising a or waiving the um, cooling off period and basically that means you have to miss out on a few deals because while you do need to adjust to the circumstances and the environment that doesn't mean taking ridiculous risks so you do need to you know still follow a process and I think the biggest hurdle that you need to deal with is your own limiting beliefs. So the problem is there's lots of evidence to support those beliefs. It is hard to get a property at the right price. You don't have to look too far to find an example that will, and multiple examples that will support that evidence. Every day there is a story in the paper about properties going several hundred thousand over reserves. And so it's hard to have the belief that you won't have to do the same. But I think I've talked about this in an earlier episode that the trick is to come up with a story that works for you. And for me, there is one deal that's out, the perfect deal is out there for me. All I have to do is find it. Now, since this craziness started, I've bought three properties and every one of them has been undervalued to some extent. One ridiculously so, the other two moderately so. I have a little rule of thumb that I like the vendor to pay the stamp duty, which basically means that I like to buy the property sufficiently undervalued to the tune of the stamp duty. And I've been able to continue to do that even through these crazy times. So just keep be persistent and know that there is a deal out for you. But the other side of that is that relationships are everything. You know, they say there's no I in team. Really, 
this business is not something that you can do in isolation. You do need some help from your friends. And that's not just your renovating friends, it's the professionals that you work with. And having that team or that professional team and support mechanism is really what's going to get you through. So, you know, as you know, buyer's agents, the right buyer's agents are gold, particularly in this environment. And the value of a relationship has never been more important because, you know, a lot of people have closed their books. I'm not just talking about buyer's agents now, but in general, builders, whoever, they're not taking on new clients because they are so under the pump. So you want to build your team in good times so that you have those enduring relationships no matter what. So the other thing is that we've had quite a few women in our community who have taken advantage of the lockdown, have realised that lockdown has meant that you can't inspect in the way that you could before. So if someone is willing to buy sight unseen, now I... I wouldn't recommend doing that. I don't recommend buying sight unseen, but what's been happening is that some of our women have been using the network to find someone in the location of the property they're looking at so that they can get their friend or their colleague to actually go and inspect the property for them. And hence, so that's a way of getting ahead of the curve and buying a property in an area when nobody else is able to, say, get out of the city to go and inspect they can get it inspected and make the decision and get the property bought before anyone else is released from being locked up. So there are numerous ways to tackle a problem and they're only limited by your creativity. Okay, so I'm breaking every rule of podcasting today, but necessity is the mother of all inventions. So I am back home from Newcastle and now am finishing this episode. So I apologise for the chopping and changing, but that's life at the moment. And I'll tell you about my trip at the end of this episode. So I talked about sourcing properties. So um, really doing what it takes to, well, first thing, checking your mindset and making sure that you are, your view of what you're about to do is supportive of the outcome that you're after. Secondly, is to be creative about how you're going to go about it and maybe using the negatives as a positive. So if there's an area in lockdown, that's sometimes an opportunity because nobody can get to inspect. So if you're able to do your due diligence without inspecting or get a friend or someone local to inspect for you, inspect over FaceTime, we've done that too then that's a, that's a way of getting ahead of the curve. And I've seen a couple of really good deals happen as a result of adopting that attitude. The third thing is to build your professional structure before you encounter rough times. So it's, you know, obviously hard to do now that we're in it because anyone that is good at sourcing property is flat chat. But if you've got relationships with really good buyer's agents, you will find that those people will be able to help you source the property. And so, as I mentioned, I have bought three properties over this last period, well, since lockdown, and 
One of them was through a buyer's agent. The other two, one was through my real estate agent who keeps his eye out for property. So he's part of my team. And the third one was through word of mouth. So yeah, just keeping your eyes and ears open and be open to opportunity. Now, the next thing is once you actually get the property, then you need to find people to do the work. And as I mentioned, with the Newcastle project, this has been quite challenging because the building industry is under a lot of pressure and that makes it very hard to manage your budget. So one thing that I have done is allowed extra buffer in my budget in order to be able to do this because uh, personally I'm not a big DIYer. If I was a DIYer, I'd probably do DIY to sort of buffer the budget, but that's not the case. So I've added a buffer And once again, relying on uh, your contacts to help you with your trades. So I had the situation last week where the builder that was working on our project pulled up stumps prematurely. And so I had to find someone fairly quickly. And when it first happened, I thought, oh my gosh, how am I going to deal with this? But then I got into action mode And I think the best thing I find is someone tells me I can't do it, then that's just like red rag to a bull. So I've ended up with, it's not really a builder I need, it's a carpenter. So I've ended up with two. And so I've been talking to them over the last couple of days. So that's the problem solved. But it really is a matter of using your networks. I actually ended up ringing people that I haven't spoken to for quite a long time because our circles don't cross anymore. But I actually rang a business acquaintance who um, lives in the area and I know has a history with building and he was able to put me in touch with a young carpenter that's just starting his business who is perfect for our project. So yes, just leave no stone unturned. The other thing that's happening is trades are not wanting to spend the time quoting, which also makes it challenging. And so you sort of need to think about some strategies around that as well. So maybe it's negotiating a day rate and then just monitoring the work. I never give someone an open checkbook. I think that is very dangerous, but you do need to be a little bit flexible because, you know, if you want the work done, you need to be willing to bend and flex a little bit in order to get it done. Look at how you can modify your plan in order to limit the amount of labour you need. So one thing that I'm looking at is a flat pack kitchen. And that's because kitchen manufacturers are, you know, booked up and I just decided it is, I have more control over the cost and the project if I go a flat pack. I've never done a Bunnings flat pack, so I went and had a look at them and I have come to the decision that I'm never going to do a Bunnings flat pack. So with what I discovered is anything other than gloss and melamine is a six to eight week wait. And most of their higher end uh, finishes are vacuum form. And even in the display, 
the vacuum form was letting go. Now, the last thing I want to do is put in a new kitchen and have our buyer be disappointed with it a few months down the track when, you know, the finish starts popping. So I want to make sure that what I'm putting in is quality. And so I am now researching custom flat packs, so much better quality. And that's how I am planning to go. And everything else I'm getting off the shelf as much as possible so that um, we're not dependent on suppliers where possible. So the other thing that has been very challenging since the beginning of COVID is the availability of supplies. So you would go and say, do your tapware order and find that, you know, like at least half a dozen things were out of stock and the lead time on them can be weeks or even months. So the way that I am managing that is making sure that I order things in well ahead of time. So if there are any shortfalls in the supply, I have time to do something about them. And I'm finding that is working quite well. The other thing is I'm trying to source locally as much as possible because freight as well is is quite unpredictable. Just things like a lot of the tiling companies I was looking at are in Queensland and, you know, like they're talking about two weeks and don't bank on that, it could be longer. So I'm just not going to go there, just go with someone local and that way, you know, things are a little bit more solid. Now, the last little curveball was the APRA announced its changes to the lending policies in terms of serviceability. So they are adding a half a percent interest buffer so that you need to bank on your repayments being 3% higher than what you're paying in order to get a loan in the serviceability calculations. Now, that comes as no surprise, and I would be expecting more of that because the reality is that, you know, most of the buying public need to be saved from themselves, paying three, four, five hundred thousand above market value of a property. It can create an enormous affordability problem. And so they're trying to pour some cold water on that heat. Now, my view is that really doesn't change how we operate. We need to be operating as if something could go wrong tomorrow anyhow. So we need to have buffers in our plan. And by buffers, I mean, um, if we're selling the property, you need to predict or you need to bank on a sale price that is conservative. Don't plan to get the top price that's ever been achieved in the um, area because that is just asking for problems. Be conservative with your resale price. Make sure that you buy a property that is under market value for the the time that you buy it, at least to the tune of the stamp duty. Don't set a record in the suburb for what you pay for the property. Include buffers with your renovation costs and holding costs to account for lockdowns and trade and supply shortages and be willing to hold the property. So have a substantial plan B. 
The only time that you make a loss is when you sell the property. So if you buy in good areas, you use good risk management strategies and you're willing to hold the property, if something negative happens in the market, then that is the best way to move forward with your activity in these trying times. Okay, well, that's it for today. And once again, I apologise for the poor audio quality, but as I said, very appropriate for the topic. Now, I thought I would update you on what's been going on. So firstly, New South Wales or Sydney opened up on Monday to some extent, and I haven't actually really done anything that different to what I normally do. But every now and again, I think, actually, I can now have a cup of coffee with someone and it actually gives me this enormous thrill. So that is amazing. And today I'm having a long sought after trip to my hairdresser. So I'll be a new woman after that. On Friday, I'm seeing my grandchildren and I'm so excited about that because they have just grown up in our absence. Secondly, I have vacated our factory floor. So I haven't done an update on the factory floor for quite a while, which is our Airbnb. And I decided that it is time to do the renovation on the factory floor. I want to lux it up. I want to renovate the bathroom and do a whole lot of things. One of them is soundproofing. And so I'm getting an acoustic engineer to organise that. Now, I've had long-term Airbnb guests for, you know, I guess over a year. And, you know, most will stay two or three months. And so when the most recent guest left, I had decided to block it out so we could get on with this. And then I had a request for someone to come and stay for about a month, a $4,500 booking. And my husband, Stephen, said to me, wow, that's a lot of money to turn down. But I said, you know what? You can't do everything and I really need that space vacant so I can get the renovation underway. So I just closed my eyes and said, sorry, we can't take you. And now I am getting planning the bathroom renovation. That's the first thing that I will be doing. And so that's really exciting. The The other thing is that Darley Street is a, is finally underway and I'm planning to have Darley Street and Newcastle on the market before Christmas. So I'm really going hammer, hammer and tongs to get those both going. Now, you will remember that I during the year I did a deal where I did a 600000 profit in a 30-day deal. Well, doing the deal took 30 days, but settlement took five months. And that was because I didn't want to get finance. And so I wanted to have enough time to actually package it up and sell it before it, before it settled. I did have to pay stamp duty because stamp duty is payable 90 days um, from the contract date. So I've done that. And it was due to settle on Monday. And then the vendor came in and requested an extension because their finance wasn't ready. Now, five months to get your finance ready and it wasn't ready. So wasn't overly thrilled about that because Stephen and I had spent a whole weekend clearing it out. I'd had the lawns mowed, I'd had the house cleaned and it was immaculate. I didn't have to clean the second house because it still has a tenant in it. And so 
anyhow, it's settling on Friday. So I'm getting my biggest payday ever on Friday, which I'm very excited about. Well, for just one short deal, I think that that's pretty amazing. I'm actually going to be sharing the details of that deal because it's something that anyone could do if they recognise the opportunity. That's the big thing. And so I'm going to be going through the steps of that at the She Renovates Live conference. So if you want to hear the details, that's where it's going to happen. And oh, the other thing is that I have, you'll remember I interviewed Liz Rad about renovating websites. Well, I have bought my first website. That is actually my hobby. Well, I shouldn't say I'm not doing it for business. I sort of am. But I bought a website called My Fur Baby Guide, Fur Baby Guide. So it's a site that provides reviews and information about a fur baby. It could be a puppy, a kitten, a rabbit. And as I am on the wait list for a fur baby, I thought that would be a lot of fun. So it's pretty ugly and I probably paid a bit more than it was worth, but because it's a topic that is relevant to what I'm doing, I personally think that's important so that you're not going completely left field. And so, yeah, so watch this space. I'll be really interested. So my next step is to make it over, to renovate it and to grow its income. So that's it from me today. Take care and I'll be back next week. If you want to meet up with a group of savvy renovating, I shouldn't say it's all women because it's not, savvy renovators, I'll say, come over and join She Renovates. It's completely free Facebook group and it is growing at the rate of knots. We hit a thousand members just recently and now it seems to have picked up momentum. And so they are all savvy renovating women and men that are working their little hearts out to live a better life through renovating. Join if you're not already a member and then ask, comment and do whatever you would like to do in order to further your renovation journey. And that's it for me today. So I'll see you next week. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.